0: You lose! I've never been so
1: high in my life! The category is Butch Queen, Butch Queen, Butch Queen, first time in drags at hey. A-Ball. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Who Shot Ya? It's me, your boy, your host, Ricky Carmona, with me in the studio. I have the one, the only... You see this smile on my face right now? I, I have do? this smile. Because my man, right here, film reviews editor at the Rep, Alonzo Duralde, got me into a screening of Phantom Thread. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. Yes, friends. So good. How many of us have (laughs) been? Those other voices you hear there. She just found out she's going to Sundance for the first time. It's April Wolf. Hello.
2: Hello, April. How are you? It's pretty good. Pretty good.
1: And. She is a fan favorite on the show. She drops far side lyrics. It's the one, the only <laughs> Drea the Dope Ryan Say Clark back in the building. Hello, Drea.
3: Hello, Ricky. How are you? What's good, Drea? wow um the world is um good because i was out of the country so i got to pretend i was in a whole other little bubble um and so yeah oblivion was good and now i'm back and uh, life is good
1: right <laughs> right <laughs> you tell me you tell me life like is it. good i'm
3: <laughs> trying for life to be good
1: i'm gonna take that as another hip-hop thing right there And now is life is yeah. good absolutely Nas, i'm with yes. you girl i'm mm. with you april what's good with you
2: geez louise uh what is good with me i guess um i guess sundance i'm living in a conspiracy theory right now but outside of that i think going to sundance that's a real positive thing to look forward to i know and i'm looking forward to just catching one epic terrible flu because that's how I do. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> Did you get a shot?
2: No. You know, cuz you know what? I'm I the shot would also make me sick. Everything um. makes me sick. I'm like I'm like laid out at least a week out of every month. So <laughs> Brag. Like, I suspect
0: I suspect it's because you're a vegetarian. <laughs> And not I d- true. And I find not it dubious.
2: true. That that is propaganda for the the meat industry.
0: <laughs> the delicious, delicious meat industry. No,
2: that that is Alfonso Durante talking. <laughs> that is not Alonzo Duralde talking. That is your alter ego. I need ego. to
0: speak to Alonzo now.
2: <laughs> I must speak to Alon- Alfonso. Put Alonzo on the line. Put him away.
1: Put him away. Alexa, what's good with you, sir?
0: Uh, what's good is the black voters of Alabama told the serial pedophile to go fuck himself. Yeah. So, yay for that. Yay, I still, indeed. I,
2: I don't quite believe it somehow. Like, that's why, I, like, it's not my good thing because I'm like, mm, let's hold off. <laughs> There's <laughs> still a catch in here
1: somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it happened, y'all. It happened. It was a, a glorious thing. A glorious time. What's good, Ricky?
2: Yeah, Ricky. Wow.
1: Wait, wait, Ricky, wait, good? wait, a, wait a second. Now I'm having a conspiracy. That was Those mm-hmm. are all quick questions right there. Mm-hmm. uh Uh, What's good? I'm glad to be out of the house because I spent uh, all day watching Top of the Lake. Oh, Um, shit. Season one? Season one. Okay, that's the good stuff. It's fantastic, but my TV has been crying. It's just a gray (laughs) cloud over my apartment. Oh, my God. Uh, But it was great. Oh, wow. Man, I love that show. Really good. Well, we got a great show for you. We are going to be talking monster movies and discussing Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. We're going to play a game based on the three most romantic words in the English language, fuck, marry, kill, uh, a monster (laughs) edition. We will always try and stump Alonzo, and we'll be giving you our staff picks at the end of the show. But first, it's time for a news roundup game called It a Dick, short for Is This Important? Do I Care? Here's how it works. I'll read a news blurb or headline, Alonzo, April, or Drea will jump in with their take by answering these two questions, Is This Important? Do You Care? Uh, So here we go. All right, ooh, Gizmodo released their list of most contrarian film critics, and if you're wondering who those most contrarian film critics are, they have got you covered. Now, the tech website came up with an algorithm, shout out to my DJ, Algorithm, to rank those film critics.
3: <laughs> oh, my God, oh my God, I
0: love it.
1: Algorithm of the Islands. I love
0: it too much.
3: Too algorithm much. of El- the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whoa. whoa. <laughs>
1: They rank those film critics whose opinion disagreed most often with popular opinion. Now, of the 367 critics they rank, our very own Alonzo came in at 181. Congratulations, Alonzo. I'm the mushy middle. (laughs) April, she came in at 73. Top 100. (laughs) And to none of our surprise at all, our dear friend Ingu came, came in at a very high ranking of 40. Bam!
2: Yeah. I was actually surprised. I was like... Mm. Double digits? Yeah, I was like, not top ten? Like, that's surprising to me. I demand
0: a recount. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Is this important? Do y'all care? The, the whole numbers game gets kind of weird after a while. Like... I do a show on, on YouTube called What the Flick, and we do a score for movies, and uh, certain, at other websites where I've written, they want you to give, like, one to four stars or one to five stars, and people get really hung up on that, and they'll be like, oh, I can't believe you gave, you know, this superhero movie this number of stars and that, you know, Shakespeare drama that number of stars, and it's like, eh, it's not an exact science. <laughs> um, so I, I I think there's, there's something, the, the, the sort of baseballization of film criticism, which where we, like, boil everything down to statistics kind of misses the point. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see, like, who's the contrarian and who's not. But I think – and I think it was even in the in the piece that went with this that I read, where they were saying that ultimately I think what it boils down to is you read people and you get a feel for how much do they speak for me, how much do they speak for my tastes, how much do our tastes go together, or for that matter, how much – how diametrically opposed are we Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you read those critics to get a feel like well this person likes it i'll like it or if this person likes it i will hate it you know (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: well there's also i mean i think that the there's not like a black and white of film criticism and i you know i I always hate that i judge certain films differently than i judge others there's another there's one that came out uh called beyond skyline this week
0: oh it's (laughs) frank
2: and it's amazing but it's also not a great movie but i gave it like a really high rating cuz i was like oh this is um succeeding on its own level it's kind of it knows it's schlock mm-hmm. and it's not trying to shoot for the stars and it, you know the dialogue is like hilariously bad but it's also you know kind of winking at you so yeah i'm going to give that a higher review and i absolutely know that some of my fellow critics are going to be like what the fuck is this?" (laughs) you know you grade them differently and and hopefully like alonzo says you know you you hope that people understand that the more that they read you
0: yeah well my my friend kurt holman who's a film critic in atlanta we went to college together and he once made a comment about he goes this movie is a five-star, three-and-a-half-star movie.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. There's nothing perfect. to be said for that. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. The Golden Globe nominations were announced this week, and uh, as soon as they were announced, there was a backlash because uh, who did not get nominated? The biggest snubbing was in the Best Director category. Now, this year we had Petty Jenkins. We had uh, Greta what's, Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Uh, the, Catherine the, Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Who directed Reese. Mudbound that you did? Reese. 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 None of these women got nominated. It was all men that got nominated. Five nominees, all men. Is this important? Do you care?
2: Yes! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's, I, for sure. I,
1: that was me trying to get mine into disaster. Like, is this important? I, do you sure. care? I hope you all do. Come yeah,
3: I care, I care a lot because I think it. Whatever. There's levels of respectability that come. I do think it's funny. I-, I hope people keep that caring when it actually matters. As someone who's worked on the Globes for years and has um, a sentimental love for it, no one cares about the Globes because it's the Hollywood Foreign Press. So it's not the same as like the Directors Guild, and those are the ones that I hope yeah. they're yeah. listening to. The people who are like, "Are you kidding me? Lady Bird is this amazing? Fe- <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. oh, all sure. these. Yeah, the Hollywood
0: <laughs> Foreign Press is like what fewer than hundred people oh, vote for yeah. this thing?
2: And they just have to write, like, one or two reviews a year to qualify. Oh, to uh, keep do, qualify they, wow. do they
0: even write reviews, or do they, like, we do the like, celebrity interviews for my paper back in Gestad or Oh, whatever. yeah. Like, they don't even... I
2: don't, <laughs> they have to write, like, like two film pieces or something, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Which is... What? Yeah. So, I, I, I,
0: I'm caught in this sort of annual pull, pull the tug-of-war between, like, the the Globes are ridiculous, no one takes them seriously, and I can't believe who the Globes snubbed this year! Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, Netflix has released its streaming stats for the year, and one surprising statistic stood out above the rest. Someone in the UK has streamed B Movie 357 times last year. The Jerry Seinfeld classic B Movie. That means a person watched it on average almost once a day. What's the deal with people from the UK? I'm going to tell
3: you, that right there is a parenthood story. I looked at that and was like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have kids, because my kid would ask to see the fucking bee story every day or the bee movie and i would be like
0: 51 weeks all right
3: or then my mind is like what if this is like some life animated thing what if it's this beautiful little british autistic child and that movie is i don't care watch it every day (laughs) people do terrible things i
2: was like i think this is a pediatrician's office the second that i read that because I, in my Kaiser doctor, like, we we had to go to, like, the urgent care once, and I, like, they were streaming B-movie, and when it would stop, they would start it again. Like, that oh, exact movie, they were actually streaming it, because, like, in, the, like, the little kids section where they were, where trying they
0: were playing. trying
2: to encourage you to go home. Yeah, yeah so, like, it, it kept playing over and over, and I was like, well, I mean, that could have counted to some Netflix you know counts like streaming it in like a pediatrician's office
0: you know my my bigger concern is I don't want Netflix talking about this stuff I saw the tweet about the apparently there were what was it the uh, princess the the 53 people who watched A Christmas Prince every day for 18 days and no I was not one of them Mm. I watched half of that movie and I was like this is some subpar Hallmark bullshit right here
2: oh that's a shade to that person who was watching uh,
0: it I'm sorry If if you love it you know go with god but i just was not having it but you know i don't i don't need netflix announcing my business nobody needs to know how many times i'm
1: watching episode eight of the crown or whatever now here's a story that blew my mind movie theaters are coming back to saudi arabia the country has officially lifted its ban on cinema for the first time in 35 years saudi arabia banned movie theaters in 1982 Mind blowing to me. Uh now the government plans to open three hundred movie theaters by the year twenty thirty. Is this important? Do you care? Did anybody else's brain explode when they saw totally. that information?
0: I mean, I have I have a friend who uh Works who who helps create, like, amusement parks and sort of themed attractions. And he's doing a lot of work right now in Abu Dhabi. And that area of the world, uh, I, whether it's because, like, the oil is drying up or, or we're moving away to other, you know, electric cars or whatever, they have their eye to what's next. And what's next is tourism. Oh. And so okay. you're seeing a lot of things in the UAE and Saudi Arabia and in Dubai and places like that where they are starting to either – at, if they're not if they're not loosening restrictions on their own people, they're at least creating zones where tourists can do, go do things like drink and gamble or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, because they don't want to they don't want to leave any you know shirk. Sure. Uh, I don't know the currency on the table. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I think this is part of an overall kind of westernization slash secularization we're starting to see in that part of the world. Did
2: you guys read the notes that Casey and Laura compiled? For oh, never. Us? <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I, they were they I we had, they should say they go hard say. on the Um the Saudi Arabia's uh <laughs> national airline already shows commercial films on seatback screens during the flights. No films with sex or nudity are shown. Bottles or glasses of alcohol are obscured with pixels, as are bare shoulders or other displays of flesh. I just rolled up my sleeves right before <laughs> I read that and I feel really Harlet. I feel really gross to you guys right now. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I really it's see really pixels.
1: <laughs> They're yeah. like built into my I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. There was, a, looking. There was a film
0: a couple of years ago. I'm, Dre, maybe you remember the title of it. It's about, It was about, like, people living in uh, Iran or one of the countries in the Middle East. And there's, like, a lesbian romance in the middle of it. And there's a whole subplot about how they're, like, dubbing American movies... Uh, and putting them on the DVD for the black market. And, oh. and like, one of the movies they dub is Milk, but they, 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 the only way they can do it and get away with it is they give everybody in the movie really effeminate voices.
3: <laughs> oh. Was it Hussein? um uh.
0: It starts with a C. Circumstance? Yes. Circumstance. Yes, yes, yeah, it's yeah, 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 Hussein.
3: Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his so last name. I,
0: I think there's been a very, uh, you know... Popular, kind of underground in these countries where cinemas are banned, where they're getting their hands on DVDs, they're getting their hands on you know memory cards or whatever to watch this stuff. So yeah, uh, it's not like oh movies, what's that? I mean, they're just doing it. They're they're aware of board now. Sure, sure. We just don't hear
2: about it. I'm at risk of romanticizing movie theaters, uh, but there's something dangerous about a movie theater and sitting in a community in the dark. And I think you could get dripped on.
3: Tie-in Shape of Water.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. oh my God. I,
1: was, I, I went to, somewhere else entirely. I, I and I did not like I where I went. Like, you I all
2: went Pee Wee Herman, and I was trying to do yeah. like a connective thing. For real. I'm so happy that you actually cleared it up instead of it's letting it hang for there too early for
1: we're not there yet
2: <laughs> so bad
1: <laughs> well you know I think on that we're going to take a break we're going to take a break and when we come back we will be discussing The Shape of Water and monster movies we'll be right back y'all
0: Hey, Helen Hong.
3: Yes, Jake Keith Van Stratton? What's the
0: difference between a layover and a stopover?
3: I have no idea. What's the difference between optimal and optimum?
0: I have no idea. Well, what's the difference between an actual conversation and a promo for our new show and Maximum Fun? Go fact yourself.
3: Nobody has any idea.
0: Go Fact Yourself, the game show with celebrity contestants, super smart experts, and answers to
3: questions you've never even asked. Listen twice a month on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And be in the audience for our tapings of Go Fact Yourself in downtown L.A. It's free. Go to GoFactYourPod.com for more info.
2: We're having a very realistic conversation.
1: Yes, we are. Welcome back to Who Shot Ya? I'm your host, Ricky Carmona. Joining me in the studio today are...
2: Drea Clark.
1: Alonzo Dorelli.
2: April Wolf.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's who you're listening to. You guys got it? You heard us? You heard us? You got it? Today we're talking about monster movies and Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. We're going to start off talking about The Shape of Water. April, uh, can you give us a 10-sentence synopsis? On The Shape of Water, please.
2: Sure, sure. So there's this uh, mute woman who's working in this kind of government facility, very top-secret-ish, and it's like 1950s or something, I would assume, production design, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, she comes across this top-secret project, which is, in fact, a a fish man. Um, (laughs) And she... Ends up falling in love with him over uh, hard-boiled eggs, which, as you do, Mm -hmm. um, and then tries to uh, get him away from these, you know, government captors who are uh, just trying to, uh, you know, use him and abuse him for all of his powers.
1: Boom. That's what's up. The Shape of Water, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you all for listening. Y'all have a good week.
2: (laughs) That's it. That's
1: it. No, that is it. That is exactly what happens in this movie. Uh, How did we all feel about the movie in general? I loved
3: this movie so much. This movie... Yeah, I'll cut you both off so I can
2: say it. Um, Setting the tone.
3: It's kind of what I bring to the table. This movie is the sort of... um, It's visual and emotive and thoughtful on so many levels. I appreciated the characters, the world that it built, the tone that it hit. Um, And I love a love story that has... um, there's a lot of Hollywood love stories, and I'm like, yeah, they're the two most attractive people, so I guess that's why they got together. Mm-hmm. So any movie that takes the time to to find... Um, a moment for these characters to recognize what's either missing in themselves and fulfilled in the other person, or in this, there's such a beautiful loneliness reflected back in the two of them. And oh, I was swooning the whole time. And there's these really beautiful um, surrealist moments and music moments, and you know, a million things that I was like, oh, I loved that in Amelie, so I also <laughs> mm, love that yeah. here. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I totally adored this.
0: Yeah, I I had the good fortune, which almost never happens anymore, of walking into this movie with no idea of what it was about. Ooh. Like I knew the title, and I knew Guillermo del Toro, and that was it. Oh, nice. And so I was just... Yeah, I, I was completely captivated by it. I thought it was beautifully romantic. I love how it's such a celebration of outsiders. You know, you've got you've got Sally Hawkins who's mute. You have her her gay neighbor Richard Jenkins. You know, it's nineteen sixty two. Not a great time to be gay. You've got you know Octavia Spencer. Um, you know, and and they sort of band together to kind of like liberate the uh, the credits. Call him the amphibian man, uh, who's played by Doug Jones, who of course you know has done a lot of. Del Toro movies and is an incredible... Did not win
2: in Alabama this week, though. Yeah, right. Right. different, <laughs> different <laughs> Doug different. Jones.
0: Also not Kyle McLaughlin on Twin Peaks this <laughs> summer. Not <Nuggie> Jones. No. <laughs> the, the, the third Doug Jones. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a great love story. It's a visual just feast of mid-century design. Um, it is... You know, it calls to mind all these different genres of film, not just monster movies, but silence and musicals and and all these other kind of great uh, just escapist visions. And um, I run hot and cold with Del Toro, but I love, love, love this movie.
2: I did not fall for the love story as much, okay. I was not connected emotionally to that, but I think that the characters themselves were enough to draw me in to this film, but it's just the like i didn't I didn't connect to their love what, what like what, what, their romantic what, love. I connected to their their friendship in a way, but for some reason like i I didn't buy that she was just going to fall in love with him and fuck him, you know
1: I'm Guillermo del Toro, I always want to love him more than. You like the idea more the, yeah. than the results. <laughs> very, very much so. I feel like this is the first one where it's finally all starting to come together for me because I did. He's always on point visually. I'm always like, man, I could just watch this movie without the volume on. It just mm-hmm. looks great.
2: I I want to interrupt and say yes. that the Fish Man was real sexy.
1: Yeah, you would holler
2: at that. Um, I that's the one I was watching this at TIFF. <laughs> Uh, uh,
0: Amphibian can get it, and
2: <laughs> and I, I was like, oh shit, he made his butt look good. Yeah, and he
0: swims.
2: Uh, and he's like, he's like, he's in shape. And um, then I read that uh, Del Toro actually specifically was just like. I mean, I know I make monsters, but I wanted to give the women something to look at, and I was like, "You read my mind." <laughs> <laughs> thank you, like, thank you. Because could you imagine if any of the monsters in like Pan's Labyrinth were just like, "Oh shit, hello, what?" Monsters. <laughs> <got back. laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the Let the eyes the the the, on them hands again.
2: Totally. <laughs> I read
3: an a, an article, or an interview with Doug Jones, not the Alabama Doug Jones, that um, said specifically that. The They had crafted the prosthetics for his ass, and I read it before I saw it. So I spent the whole movie being like, "Where's my butt shot?" Like, try like being that viewer. So it was it was a nice
2: switch for me. (laughs) It's just you know, thank you.
1: (laughs) I want to read a real quick uh, Twitter question that somebody had for us. Uh, This comes from the Ravenga bus. And they wanted to know, do any of you guys know what the deal was with the guy on the bus bench with the balloons and the cake? Is that a reference to something specific or just a cool, whimsical visual? Can't wait for y'all's take. Uh, clearly, that's Forrest Gump. You know, it's the so perfect, <laughs> hello. When I
3: think who inspires Guillermo del Toro, it's definitely... <laughs> Robert the, Robert the yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, no, 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 I was going to say, Alonzo probably has an actual like, No, reference. I don't. I, oh, just no. Think, I just
0: think it's a random thing. For mm-hmm.
3: me, I thought it was random. I thought it was establishing the rules of whimsy that was going to be happening in huh. this world of sort of like opening up like, oh, anything could happen. Because it wasn't just a cake. The cake had like a slice out of it and it was open. It didn't have a cover. But I Also, to me, one of the other strengths of this is all of the characters have full stories. And so even that dude on the bus, and you can see the balloons as the bus goes away, that there's so much, when I was talking of the thoughtfulness, like even, you know, Yolanda the lady who works with them that's, like, yelling every time she punches yeah. in, yeah. but that she's still concerned and, like, holds the elevator for her. Okay, right there, Yolanda has a fuller arc as a human yeah. than most female lead characters <laughs> in things. Yeah. Like, I know more about her and the complexities she brings to the table than half of, like, Reese well, Witherspoon's it- characters. <laughs>
2: you know?
1: uh, well, let's open it up to uh, other monsters in movies. And uh, Do we have monster f- favorites? Uh, I mean, obviously you would holler at old boy, at the amphibian creature. <laughs> uh, any other monsters you would holler at that you'd My like favorite. to let know your name is April?
3: I have a real soft spot for King Kong. I don't know if, like, uh, it's not a sexual soft spot, mm-hmm. but... um. <laughs> wait, wait, did you say
2: it's not asexual or asexual? <laughs> or, <yeah>. sexual? <laughs>
3: That's open to interpretation. You can hear that however you want. Um, but for me in similar, I remember having a really strong reaction to the last, um, the big, the the Naomi Watts. Came, oh, the, the Peter Jackson. Thank you, the Peter here. Jackson. Mm. That, um, that I loved. And maybe it's some of the similar themes that I loved in this of, um, of people recognizing man i sound real depressed when i'm talking about this like no. how exciting to see the loneliness in someone else like who's that bummer ass woman you guys brought in damn get her a online pen pal but, um, but i had that with that king kong as well that that there was something of like the taking a moment of of recognizing like the the either the sadness or the truth or the gifts in someone else that like of a different species of a different whatever and then the protection that can come in because of that and I loved that with King Kong plus you know then they could just like crush literally my enemies and that's the other part of me that you should know <laughs> yeah, I yeah
1: I have the same kind of sympathy for uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, Seth Brundle Brundlefly, Brundlefly. The fly. Oh, yeah the uh,
0: oh that's Disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, go ahead and spoil the fly if you haven't seen the fly. Sorry, it came out on time. Shit. Sorry, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Brundlefly grabs Gina Davis' shotgun and puts it to its head and is like, y- you know what to do, pull this trigger. Like, I was like, damn. That, sh- that moment and the moment just where it's like crawling towards her and because the the experiment didn't work the, the last time and he still got like the machine now like part of his oh, right, body right, right. like you've been kind of like freaking out about this guy for the whole for most of the movie mm. but now at the end you're just kind of like oh damn poor dude
3: you like a sacrificial monster i think so Good. i think so I-,
0: I was just thinking about how E.T. kind of dances in and out of these monster movie tropes hmm. in terms of like the, you have the sort of lonely kid who bonds with this creature. You have the like government people who are trying to come capture it and take it away, you know, um, Uh, You know, you have the people that are sort of rallying to its side, and then the people that want to destroy it or study it or capture it or whatever. And so, uh, like, while E.T. sort of created its own set of tropes that other movies would then repeat ad nauseum for the ensuing decades, there is some Frankenstein in there already, kind of baked in. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Speaking of that, Mac and me. um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ah, Yes. That was the movie I was thinking about when I said the decades to come.
2: Uh, No, I'm actually not going to talk about that.
0: That's a, that's a whole episode unto itself.
2: I mean, I'm sometimes I sometimes I wonder like what we classify as monsters because sometimes I don't even classify mm-hmm. like werewolves as monsters. Sometimes like they're, they're just like they're you know like I'm not quite sure like what it is like because I see them as like almost separate creatures in a way like not quite in a monster squad. Um, I want to see
0: your phylum species list on this one. Well, yeah. What's a that. monster? and What's not? I a wanted monster. to bring up
2: um, uh, a, a movie that. Zoe Kazan starred in last year, 2016, um, as like a super bad mom, which her performance in this is like really good, but it's called The Monster. Go figure. <laughs> um, but it like this is a monster who's just like um, more metaphorical, like there's no kind of like human recognition of just like, oh, you're just like me. It's more just like, no, you're terrible and you will continue to destroy us until we stop you. And um, that's something that I also enjoy because it, it's like it is the the metaphor of like the outside world or like the fears or the the kind of internal struggle of, of a character. And I thought that monster, well, we didn't see it a whole lot. You know, there's a lot of like, um, everything is just takes place in the rain on a dark street, uh, in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's no cell phone and it's, it's like kind of almost black and white at times but there's a monster lurking out there in like the forest beyond and like this woman and her child who aren't getting along at all and she has to like fight this monster who will destroy everything and it's amazing it's got super sharp long teeth and i'm a big fan of that uh, <laughs> <laughs> big fan but it's that one went under the radar um and possibly because it has like a bad name just the monster but like definitely check out the monster and Zoe Kazan, because that's my kind of monster, I think. Okay.
1: All right, so uh, The Shape of Water, where do we land on it, y'all? Should we, would you tell people to screen it, stream it, or skip it? Dre, I'll start oh with you. Oh, my
3: God, you got to screen it. Wait, is that the, yes, yeah. yeah, screen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yeah that's Screen the good it one. in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Go, a feast for the eyes and the senses. A
1: visual feast. Oh,
2: you should have taken my job. <laughs> um. Tears. <laughs> I say screen it
0: yeah oh glad absolutely to... screen it and you know this is a thing we say every week about like you know these are the categories but this is a movie definitely definitely see it in a theater see it projected see it big let it envelop you be surrounded by the sound all that stuff yeah it's going to be on blu-ray one day but go see it in a theater you will be glad you did
1: couldn't agree more y'all couldn't agree more go see it in the theater i, I, I it's just looks amazing Okay, well, we are gonna take a break, and when we come back, we will be paying the monster edition of F. Mary Kill. We'll be right back, y'all. Who do you think's hotter, Captain America or Juggernaut?
2: If my boyfriend won't watch Handmaid's Tale with me, should I break up with him?
1: Is this meme already dead?
2: What exactly are furries? I need a new four quadrant song. Any suggestions? For answers to these
0: questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable show with me, Guy Branham,
1: Winter Mitchell, Margaret Wappler,
3: and Karen Tongson.
0: Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcasts. I'm not going to judge.
1: Welcome back to We Shot You. It's your host, Ricky. With me in the studio are... Alonzo Duralde.
3: April Wolf. Drop! (laughs) Trina Clark.
1: (laughs) You gave me some far side credit. I thought I should take it. No, please do. I knew exactly what you were doing right there. (laughs) All right, y'all. Inspired by Sally Hawkins' character in The Shape of Water, I thought it'd be a good idea to play a little round of Fuck, Mary, Kill, The Monster Movie Edition. We asked our listeners out there, is there a misunderstood monster you could get cozy with? And we got some good responses. Uh, Julianne S'mores. (laughs) Men in general. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Might drop.
2: I feel you, girl.
1: (laughs) Uh, Nick Hebert said, Dan Stevens' Beast from the New Beauty and the Beast.
3: Which someone else referred to as Hot Krampus and made me die because I was like, Hot Krampus! (laughs)
1: It was so good. And Sissian in H. Wood, um, I'm assuming I mean Hollywood, Sissy and Hollywood, said uh, Tom Tyron from I Married a Man from Outer Space. I don't know oh, I t- Married a I Man. I Married
0: a Monster from Outer Space. Or
1: I Married a Monster from... Oh, okay, all right. All right, so we're going to play this game. Here's how it works. I'll list three monsters, and you all have to decide which one you would F, which one you would marry, <laughs> and which one you would kill. April, you're up first. Oh, oh God, these- great. Now is- you guys are going
2: to judge me. Then- <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, all right, so you have... Beetlejuice, a gremlin, and Pennywise. Which oh. gremlin? Which gremlin? Oh, yeah, this is a solid question. <laughs> solid. Right. A valid, yes. a valid question. It, it could be sexy that. lady
0: gremlin from Gremlins 2. That
1: would... <laughs> uh, this is Spike from Gremlins 1. Mm, all right. And, and also, it's Pennywise, Tim Curry Pennywise. That was my oh, next question. Good. Yes.
2: Okay. I would probably... I don't know why but I feel Drea like Drea said need to take I was going to know right away what it was but then <laughs> I had to think. Um I think I mean I guess I would probably Beetlejuice does want to get married so I know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good. And you always wanted to be with Ona Ryder.
2: <laughs> so, okay, so like he's he's already ready for it. I don't have to do anything. You want a willing okay. partner. Okay. I want a willing partner. So right. I'd probably marry Beetlejuice. Solid. I would I would probably kill a gremlin. Ooh. Mm. Um. Uh. Because Cause like, you can't get them wet, am I right? son! <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't make up this game. I'm just dude. playing. You just played it right. You just played it right.
2: I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that means I'd fuck a clown? Yeah. Oh, that's, exactly yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly
0: what you're going to exactly that I mean. means. That's you the, the fucking thing. Like, you just,
2: like, like, the fucking is usually the last one that's left. Like I guess I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's fine. That'll be over the soonest.
2: Uh.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm I'm making notes for myself so I can judge you. Okay. uh, Drea. All right. So, Mary F. Kill, you have Jacob the werewolf from Twilight.
3: (laughs) Wait, as the werewolf?
1: Uh, like only well, in wolf form, because mm, th- that's a big. Uh, that's, I'm I'm going to. It's it's Jacob. He is not the werewolf in the image I'm looking at here. So. Sweet, sweet, <laughs> uh, this, I I, no,
3: fuck you. Shush, shush, shush. You already did yours, fucker. <laughs> I'm <had> a gremlin,
1: <laughs> clown groupie. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacob, the werewolf from Twilight, uh, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast.
3: The animated Rich
1: version. Or... This is, uh, I believe, this is Dan Stevens' okay. Beast
3: as the Beast. As okay. the
1: Beast, Ooh, and hot, Krampus. Hot, hot Krampus, Hot Krampus girl. Okay. And <laughs> let's start deadly encore. Tom Cruise from Interview with the Vampire. <laughs>
2: Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Sorry,
1: yo. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> April, is getting
0: hosed <laughs> in this.
2: Like my arranged marriage is so fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> 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 like this is. I hate our producer parents for like (laughs) suggesting this. Hmm.
0: Tom Cruise or Dan Hmm. Stevens or that other guy,
1: the other hot dude from Um, Twilight.
0: Which will I pick? (laughs) I feel like Kristen Stewart. I can't decide.
2: Oh god, I
3: can't decide for four and a half movies. Um, Obviously, I've wanted to kill Lestat for a long time. Okay, he knows what he did. So kill him, and then. F or Mary? Huh, man. You know, I will say younger dudes get annoying pretty, pretty fast. So I'm gonna F Jacob. Yeah, you And marry Hot Krampus. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: yeah. you know what? Hot Krampus has a big ass house.
3: Yes, right. I'm living large. <laughs> he got a I'm, cool rose. He's got a rose. He has all of those things. I can talk to all the time. <laughs>
0: And you get half of them if you get divorced. Right?
3: 50
1: <laughs> 50. Thinking ahead. Okay, Alonzo. F. Mary Kill. We okay. have the fly. Brundlefly. 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 Not,
0: not even Al Hedison. All right, And fine. he's
1: in mid transformation. Oh, He's, he's great. vomiting. Okay. It, it's oh, vomiting Brundlefly. That is oh, disgusting. God. Okay. Nusferatu. <laughs> uh, the original Nusferatu. <laughs> oh, not even Klaus Kinski. Okay, fine. No, yep. no, no. And the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs>
2: All right. I love this Boom. game for me. Uh, dude, Pan's Labyrinth guy is just like, lots of food. Do you love to eat? was well, have we met? <laughs> How about fuck
0: everybody who came up with this game and then kill everybody who came up with this game? Uh, all right. Fine. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, all right. I'm killing Brundlefly because you, you can't work with that. There's yeah. just nothing. You, Put him no. out of his
2: misery. Yeah. Yeah. You could marry him and then kill him. It depends. I
0: I do want that espresso machine, but uh, I guess I'll fuck Nosferatu because you know you probably hang off the ceiling or whatever, do some interesting stuff. Uh, So that leads me to marry who's left?
1: The pale man from Pale Man. Yeah,
0: well, you know, we speak Spanish.
1: (laughs) We'll make it work. <laughs> oh. I'll hide the eyeballs if I need to. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Oh. <laughs> All right, no, no. Uh,
2: sorry. Okay, sorry, I've, guys. I've got rookies. Oh Yay. boy! Oh boy! All okay. right. So you've got uh, door number one. Okay, is Carrie. Okay. Mm. All right. Door number two is the Borg Queen from Star Trek First Contact. And yes. door number three is Gozer from Ghostbusters. D-Y-O. Yeah, I know. You and Drea. <laughs> you <talk. laughs> like You and Drea got really hooked up. Yeah, we wait, wait, did. whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. I'm sorry, but Gozer is not the same as Zul. Oh,
1: yeah. Let's be clear on oh, that. Yes, good. yes, yeah. Is, is it my gozer girl who's flipping on the? Uh, yes. Excuse me,
0: but does, doesn't gozer manifest as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, or is gozer the sort of like '80s music video chick with the bright? It's eyes? the '80s music yes. video oh, chick with okay. the bright Just eyes. Just
2: checking.
1: Yeah, Zool is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, correct? There no, Zool is
0: Dana. Sigourney Weaver is possessed by Zool. There
2: is no Dana. Only <laughs> Zool. Zool. Oh, only Thank Zool. you. Sorry. Yes.
0: Okay. And then, oh my God. And then Zool and the Keymaster become dogs. Yes. Yes.
1: My apologies. Uh. All right. I just need to figure out whose guts I'm getting in. Right? Okay. Let's see what's going on here.
2: All right. Here, I'll give you your pictures. Yeah. uh, I am going to
1: make love to Gozer. Is is what's happening? Gross. He's going to put on some Anita Baker records. Oh my god. Sweet love. (laughs) Uh, I will. I would marry Carrie. What? Yeah. <laughs> with or without the mother-in-law, that's a major is, yeah. question. When well, I mean, she
3: captures her like telekinetic powers. There's a lot to be done there. Yeah, yeah, yeah mean, you're right. You're right.
1: She's a protector. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I'm, with I'm with her. I'm with her. #hashtag I'm She's with her. cleaning her oven right now. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, but damn, that means you gotta kill the board. I gotta queen. kill the boar coin. But I would
2: holler at her too, though. You gotta kill someone. You gotta think about long term. What's what's your what like? What do you want in your future in five years? Where do you want to be? Where do you want
1: to be in ten years? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta kill the boy queen, yo. I mean, resistance is futile, but she's a little needy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I well, mean we'd have to take care of all those other Borg. I feel like it's that's like a huge package deal of her and the Borg. Yeah, it's like,
0: all right. What, what about my needs? Why is it always the hive?
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Enough with the hive already, Borg Queen. A
2: lot of great uh, first contact jokes in this. Um, <laughs> okay, so that means uh, you would marry Carrie. Thank you. Uh, kill the board Queen yes. and fuck Gozer I'm sorry yes. make love I mean, mean we start off
1: making love then we just be straight fucking okay, I feel right. like
2: you've thought about that already I
1: I mean I'm not gonna show you the notes on my phone <laughs> but at the top of the list it, she, she, it's her it's her <laughs> well we just all admitted we're a bunch of sick fucks right there
3: <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> I'm comfortable with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you got off easy on this one.
3: <laughs> I did get off thank easy. You. Oh, thank
0: Boom. you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> and his fur was perfect.
1: <laughs> well, Drea, you are our guest here. So we will now we're gonna move we're, we're gonna move we're gonna get out of little smut fest we were just having yes. there, everybody. <laughs> on to more wholesome pursuits. <laughs> yes. Wholesome pursuits, which means We are going to be trying to take down the king, El Rey de Navidad, the king of Christmas, right here. We are going to stump Alonzo. Drea, you have been chosen this week to try and stump Alonzo with a question. What is your question for Alonzo? It's
3: actually courtesy of listener Kristen Gunther. Okay. And for this stump Alonzo question, we're going to first play a song for you. Oh, my. And then we'll follow up with questions to relate back to said song. Okay. So here we go.
0: Christmas, happy
3: merry christmas. Merry christmas. Merry christmas merry christmas happy holiday. everyone moved the exact same way so much shoulder
1: shimmy <laughs> so happened. much shoulders what <laughs> so much.
3: 1998 disney produced live action christmas movie featured this song in its closing credits 1998
0: uh, I'll be home for Christmas.
3: Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> 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 I wish there was like a sound effect for
2: that. <laughs> 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 exactly what I wanted. It's just like like jingle bells followed yeah. with like the. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Who were the two leads of that
3: film?
0: Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
2: <laughs>
0: and oh God, who's the girl?
2: doesn't usually matter.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. It's sadly. <laughs> and, uh, Amy Smart. I have no idea. I don't remember.
3: It was Jonathan Dealer Thomas and Ms. Justin Timberlake, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Oh, yes. No way. Yes, the Amy Smart of <laughs> Yes, and bonus: what is the name of the song and who sings it? Oh well, it's in
0: Sync's "Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays."
3: Oh God. It is.
0: Hey, folks! There's still time to get my book. Have yourself a movie, little Christmas I was just from Amazon. I was just going to plug <laughs> it. Oh, sorry. I
2: like practiced on the train ride here. Right? I was just like, let's, I'm ha- going to say. Hear, let's hear it. There's still time to get along. Well, should I say Alfonso? No, 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 no. <laughs> wrote okay. this book. all right. There's still time to get Alonzo's book. Uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Wrong movie. Have, movie yourself, movie. A movie. have, you, have yourself a merry little movie. This is why I have can't
0: trust you. Have yourself a
2: movie little Christmas. Yes. Have, your, have yourself. Okay. There's still time to get Alonzo's new book. Have yourself a merry movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get all
0: of these books, your, all of these have books. Yourself a, have yourself a movie little christmas. Have
2: a movie.
3: Now on sale at
0: Amazon as a book or a Kindle.
3: Oh, <sighs> you broker. <her.
0: laughs> Right, this is the kind of love I get from my co hosts
1: <laughs> <laughs> We love you, bro. You know we do. You know we do. It's a
2: great book. Also, by the way, no jokes aside, great book. Alonzo, obviously, King Christmas, <laughs> knows everything about this. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Well, it's time for staff picks. It's almost time for us to get
1: out of here. So before we go, we're going to give our staff picks every week. We ask everybody on the panel to recommend a movie that folks should check out. Any movie at all. Drea something for the people to watch
3: thank you Ricky I do have something for the people to watch Um, Lady Bird I know that it is out and getting like all the buzz in the world it hardly needs my little voice chiming in but it is one of those things in talking to my family in the Midwest or people elsewhere like we're very caught up in the new buzziest films but not everybody else is seeing those and this one is so deserving of the praise and um, I would love to see an Oscar nomination for Ms. Greta Gerwig okay
1: Okay. At least one.
3: At least one. Yeah, a screenplay, all sorts of stuff.
1: <laughs> Alonzo.
0: Uh, well, actually, I have a couple things. First of all, this is a, a book I want to throw out. Just since we were talking about Guillermo del Toro, there's mm-hmm. a brand new book about the making of his movie The Devil's Backbone oh, okay. from my friend Matt Zoller seitz and Simon Abrams, who both... Super know their stuff. And this is a lavishly illustrated book. Tons of interviews with Del Toro and people that worked on the film. So if you are a Del Toro fan, pick up this book on Devil's Backbone. You'll really dig it. And, you know, Matt Seitz did these, those amazing Wes Anderson books. So he knows how to do these really kind of beautifully illustrated and information packed, you know, movie books. Uh, film wise, I want to point people to a movie that just started streaming on Netflix that made my top 10 list. It premiered at Sundance this year, but Did not really get much of a play in the U.S. between now and then. It's a film from the uh, former Soviet Republic of Georgia called My Happy Family. And it is about a woman who uh, lives in a cramped apartment in Tbilisi, or however you say the name of that town, I'm not sure, uh, with like her parents and her husband and their adult children. And one day she shocks all of them by saying, yeah, I'm getting my own place. And it's a beautiful film, and it's darkly funny in that Eastern European kind of way. And just really smart, and the lead actress, whose name I do not have in front of me and couldn't pronounce if I did, <laughs> uh, is Dynamite. It's a great, great movie, and it's going to kind of fall between the cracks because it's it's one of those straight-to-netflix next jobs that people aren't talking about. But go watch My Happy Family. You will not regret it.
2: Okay. Thank you, Sarah. April? Um, I, you know... Forget about movies that come out earlier in the year, and I just wanted to remind people that uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore.
3: That's the name of the movie. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. Um, that's still on Netflix. Forever on Netflix because they bought the distribution straight out of Sundance um, earlier in the year. And um, Melanie Linsky is just one of my favorite actors Mm -hmm. ever since Heavenly Creatures. She's just uh, so versatile in both comedy and drama. And I don't think anyone does the things that she can do. And I just feel like if you miss that movie, like here's a chance to um, to watch it and have some laughs and kind of feel good while watching like a really well-made and well-written film.
0: It won okay. it won a big prize at Sundance, right? Didn't it get the like I think it was like an audience thing?
2: award or something? Mm-hmm.
0: Something, yeah. All
1: right. But uh, uh a lot of people have been recommending Ladybird to me, a lot of people have been recommending uh Itanya to me. Yeah, I watched ESPN uh thirty for thirty documentary about Ric Flair, the wrestler, called Ooh. The Nature Boy. And it's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh ESPN, those 30 for 30. They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. I can't recommend them enough. You can go on their website and just watch them directly off their website. Uh, I don't even know who it is who directed the the Nature Boy 30 for 30. But what, it seems what they... Sometimes they bring in big-time directors, and sometimes they just bring in a person who just has, like, personal investment. Uh, this person, uh, I can't remember his name, but like how, just like me, grew up watching wrestling, loving Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole documentary is... It's... Uh, Book ended It's the second time I've said bookended on this show. It's bookended with talking to Ric Flair when they first start to shoot the documentary, and then they come back and talk to him. I believe it's six months to like a year later, and he's at two different places in his life because he literally almost died in between that time, and it's really fantastic. Uh, I mean, these wrestlers, it's it, 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 it's just amazing what this what what, what he did to his body and just how he himself treated his body i mean it's the 80s mm. it's it's like these guys were just nuts back then uh the nature boy and uh yeah I cried during it. I'm a Yay. grown-ass man who cries when I watch things. And uh, I cried during Nature Boy. It was really fantastic. So Aww. that's what I'm recommending. And that is our show, y'all. I want to thank Drea for joining us. Drea, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me back. You're very welcome. You're always welcome to come back. April, you're fantastic. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you, Ricky. You Thanks also have to be me. here. I have to be here now,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Alonzo, my man. <laughs> Oh, I will uh, let you know what I think of the Phantom Thread uh, when I watch it. I'm very excited about seeing that next week. The Force will be all the, will be with all of us as we watch and talk about the Last Jedi, A little movie that's coming out called the Last Jedi. Hey, little indie, look for it. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, and want to leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Please do. If you give us five stars, we'll pledge our love for you next week. This week, oh man, I'm. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should Lynn Manuel uh, Miranda this. uh, (laughs) Oh, Uh, do so uh, Wombat929. He wrote like a, uh, or it might be a she. I don't want to. I don't want to assume. Wrote like a little rap review for us. So here's me trying to. Here's me trying. Here's me living my MC dreams out, y'all. Clever, funny, true. Is the latest news important? Should you care about it? They got you. Want to know what the new release is about? And if you should screen, stream, or skid it, skip it, they plot you. Will Ricky, April, and Alonzo complicate your thoughts about movies? They not you. What's the best movie podcast in your feed? Who shot you? Ooh! Oh. Ooh. That's
2: dope! He, uh, he can't drop the mic. It's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. But that's just right, just right. imagine yeah. that that way. It's
1: attached to a thing. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, you can tweet us at Pod, or you can send us an email at at org. Our producer is Casey O'Brien. Our senior producer is Laura Swisher. This is a production of MaximumFun.org. And that's what's up.